Sydney, he was done paying for crapola that made him look bad. Dr. Greenspan told me I could make payments each month and cut back the hypnosis sessions to twice a month. He warned me that we were at a crucial point in the therapy, where things I had buried were just coming up. The sessions were starting to get painful. He told me that was a good sign, but Anthony was saying no more. All that evening, passing the rows of slot machines, giving free liquor to players at the blackjack tables, saying, "'Cocktails?' in my nicest voice, letting the guys look down the front of the skimpy outfit I had to wear. I had been trying to think of a way to continue my treatments. I knew my parents wouldn't help. They're Christian scientists who would make me go to a church healer. The thought of asking Tom for help crept into my mind just as I leaned over to pick up my first big tip from the guy losing on third base at table four. He was an amateur who had spent the evening pouring free drinks down his throat, and now, practically horizontal, flashed his money and tried to stuff a bill down my front, but I saw it coming. I straightened up fast, and he ended up handing it to me before he fell off his stool. Two other people at the table laughed. I hated to ask Tom to loan me money. Supporting a wife and three children on a school principal's salary, he was stretched. It wasn't like he owed me anything. Plus, Anthony was going to find out about Tom if I kept going to the doctor. He's an ex-cop and a suspicious type. Bad for Tom. Very bad for me. The last few minutes of my shift that night took forever. When Brenda showed up about ten after twelve, a few minutes late the way she always is, I ran into the employee lounge, off with the black satin Playboy Bunny knockoff, which I folded and put into my cubby, off with the mesh stockings and heels, which I stuffed into a canvas bag. I washed some of the junk off my face and got into warm leggings and my down coat. The parking lot at Prizes is just down from the mountains at Heavenly. You can't imagine the wind and cold some nights. A couple of inches of new snow covered the ground by the time I got to our house. It's in the Tahoe Keys, and we have a piece of the lake with a little dock in the backyard. No boat, though. We can always use Rick's. Anthony doesn't like owning anything he can borrow. I could see into the picture window through the heavy flakes. Anthony wasn't lying on the blue couch, but the fire was bright. I'm gonna love you night and day. My love is real, not fade away. The CD player boomed out ancient rolling stones, and when I heard it, I almost drove away. That music meant he was awake, drunk, and waiting for me. I sat watching the dashboard ice over long enough to hear him start his favorite song up again. I got out. I locked the car, because Anthony always checks. Then I saw some boot tracks leading off toward the side of the house, recent, because the snow was fresh. I couldn't figure out what he would have come outside for, but I called anyway and got no answer. Anthony had left the door unlocked, so I sneaked in quietly. When I got inside, I could only see firelight, a few candles burning, orange flickers on the wall, and a lot of shadows. I didn't see him, and that was a relief. I took off my parka and sat down on the couch to take my boots off. I pulled too hard and knocked a plate and fork onto the floor. The bedroom door opened. You're late, Misty, Anthony said.
His feet made the parquet tiles crackle when he walked. He pulled the tie belt into a knot on the maroon silk robe from China he had filched from somewhere and dug around in the pocket. His hand came out with a crumpled cigarette pack that he stuffed back inside. His hair stuck out, and his eyes were puffy and red-rimmed. He walked over to turn off the music. I thought you were out there in the snow, I said, waving at the window. Anthony grunted, sat down in front of me on the coffee table, and picked up my foot to take the boot off. I can do that myself, I said, pulling my foot back. Okay, I'll get you a drink. No, thanks. Take it. He jammed a stiff Yukon Jack into my hand, and I knocked it down fast, saying to myself, oh, what the hell, holding the glass out for another, feeling my face heat up. It takes two to make me brave. Anthony, I've got to tell you something.